This is Chicago's finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. All right. Okay, that's enough. All right, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio, Internet Radio. Folks, I'm glad you're out there. I'm glad you're tuning in. I'm glad you, that you're liking the show. And I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know what to say. Anyway, it's great, great, a great day in the city of Chicago. Great evening. Beautiful Christmassy night. Uh, Christmas lights, Christmas trees up in most places of those people who actually do celebrate the uh, uh, holiday. And I know I do. <laughs> I know I do, and I know uh, my son does too, and uh, everyone else. You know, I know that we do, and uh, I'm still saying I'm going to say Merry Christmas one more time, uh, well, a few more times, <laughs> and I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, a Happy 2018. Wow, it's coming, coming really, really fast. 2017 has gone by. Um, so astronomically fast, it's just like a whiff of the eye, or you know, it's gone. And it's it's been um, one of the. I mean, it hasn't been a great year. I, I don't think it's been a great year for a lot of us. A lot of us, it hasn't been a great year. I mean, what what can be great about this uh, guy who is a fake president in office, who was not elected by the American people? He wasn't elected by the American people. He was elected by the Electoral College. Uh, another sign that he's a fake president. He was elected by Russia. Russia messed with, messed with our election in 2016. You know, and I mean, he's kissing uh, uh, Putin's butt every time you look around. But anyway, it's a great day. You got to think of it as a great day. A lot of it. Uh, one of the things that I want to say, Republicans passed deep, this deeply unpopular tax cut, this tax bill or tax reform or whatever the hell they want to call it. They passed it. Uh, majority of Americans didn't want it, made their voices known. They called, they emailed, they protested, made their voices known that they did not want this. Republicans, Democrats, uh, we made our voices known. Independents, we also made our voices known. We didn't want this. These jackasses passed it anyway. The hell with what we think. The hell with what we want. The hell with who we are. We're not rich like they are. So they're saying the hell with it. Uh, they are, well, we're going to give you a tax cut. Your check, paycheck is going to be bigger. Give me a break. If that happens, I'm, and I'm saying a big if, it's going to be temporary. Okay? If that happens, if you take home your check, uh, your paycheck uh, starting next year, if you see a raise in it, it may, it may be a small one. It may be a significant one. I don't know. But anyway, it's only temporary if this happens, okay? However, the corporations, the rich, they get a permanent tax cut. That means they get a permanent. You, I, the middle class, the poor, the struggling, we get a temporary tax cut. I mean, it's going to not last that long, but the tax cuts that the rich people will be getting, the rich folks, uh, will be permanent. You think that's fair? 
Do you think that's fair? Okay, so they passed this thing uh, with the objections of the American people. Even the media, some of the people who work in the media are blasting this, this bill, but the Republicans are touting it, touting it as if it's Ra- Mount Rushmore or something, if it's something really great, <laughs> something that's uh, astronomically great for the American people. No, it's not. It is not great for the American people. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a monstrosity. I call it a monstrosity. You know. Okay. So some people may, if they're keeping their promise, if this is, you know what I think? I think that these Republicans was not doing anything for the American public as this bill. Donald Trump is eager to sign it. He's he's flabbergasted in wanting to sign this thing, and he will. Um because that's what he wants. He wants to win. He likes to win. And he hasn't won anything so far since his presidency. So he wants this bill. He wants, he don't give a damn what's in it. He just wants something to sign. He doesn't care if 13 million people are going to be thrown off their Medicaid or health care in the next 10 years. He doesn't give a damn the next decade. He doesn't care. He just wants something to sign so he can say he won. So he can get out there and do all kind of photo ops and all this kind of thing. And with the Republicans standing behind him and all that kind of, you ever see those, you've seen those photos, Republicans standing behind him while he's out front smiling and grinning because they gave him a win on this monstrosity uh, against the American people. The Republicans, uh, the mainstream, the Republicans didn't want it. The mainstream Democrats didn't want it. The, the independents did not want it. Nobody wanted this thing. The only people who wanted this was the Republicans in Congress. That's it. America did not want it, but they pushed it through. They jammed it through. They rushed it through. And now we had it. There's no doubt about it, folks. This is going to hurt the economy big time. Big time, because a lot of people now, they're afraid. They're scared. They don't know what's going to happen, what the future holds for them while these criminals are in office. As long as these criminals are in office, in office, and they're doing the damage that they're doing to this economy, people are going to be holding on to their money. They're going to be saving it. They're not going to spend it. I've talked to several people who say, who say that they're, they're going to hold on to their money. They may not even put them in the banks anymore because, of, because the regulations uh, for the banks have been cut in half or eliminated altogether by the Trump administration. So, you know, they may be just keeping their money at home, keeping it safe. But the spending, some of the spending for 2017 and beyond, as long as these people are in office, will be almost nil. And and it, and when you don't spend, uh, the small businesses in your neighborhood or your area suffer. Suffer. Even the big box stores will suffer when America stops spending to save money because they're going to have to. These people are cutting, not cutting taxes. They're cutting your uh, it may look good in the beginning. Okay, I'm just saying that if these people are true about what they're saying, that you're going to see a, a raise in your paycheck by January, it may happen. But it's not going to last long. They're going to be digging into your paycheck because it's costing trillions, trillions of dollars to even get this tax cut. So it's costing us money already just uh, for having it, which is crazy. So, you know, I mean, this this is an obstru- uh, a monstrosity. I can't hardly speak. I'm so 
flabbergasted and uh, disappointed at the Republicans uh, 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 ramming something through that the public does not want. And we've made our voices known, heard, and they know this. They know we didn't want this. They just don't care. That's the bottom line, folks. The Republicans, they just do not give a damn what you think, what you want, what they don't care what you say. You can blast them all you want. You can lambast them. You can kick them up the ass. They are still going to do what they want to do. And you know what? We're going to do what we want to do. Uh, and I want to uh, say to a lot of people out there who are feeling uh, depressed because of this, who are feeling as if uh, uh, the uh, roof has caved in on top of them. It has. But but think of this. Uh, we have um, 320, 320 million Americans in the United States. And for those who are old enough to vote, we're going to vote. 320 million Americans in the United States. And only about two or 300 of these guys and gals in Congress. Uh, so we're going to be doing some heavy, heavy voting. Some, it's going to be, I am so confident that the, the American people are going to get out there and do this. Uh, uh, come uh, G, um, November t- uh, 2018, I have a feeling that Americans are going to just bust bust their asses wide open when it comes to voting, getting them assholes out. And a lot of these Republicans, they know that they're going to be thrown out. They know that they're going to be thrown out of a job, but they don't care. They're still going to serve their master, Trump. Yeah, Trump is their master. He's their king. He's their emperor, but he's not our king and emperor. He's their king. He's their emperor. He's their master, you know. They're using Trump to get what they want. That's all they're doing. And Trump is too deep to know that. They're using him to pass the bills that they want. Next thing they're going after is Social Security. They're going after Medicaid. They're going after Medicare. They're going after a whole host of things that you uh, enjoy that keeps you above board. They're going after disability benefits. They're coming after everything. And they're going to do it immediately. They're probably going to come after this before, way before uh, uh, 2018, November 2018. Because they're doing things, they're rushing things through so fast, it's pathetic. And the thing about it, Doug Jones was just elected in, in, in Alabama weeks ago, a few weeks ago. And they, uh, they were asked to hold up on this vote and until he's seated. They didn't even do that. They would, you know, I mean... But, uh, you know, Obama did it for them, but they can't do it for the American people, you know. Uh, we're peasants to, the, to these uh, Republicans. We're peasants. We're peons. We're, <laughs> we're uh, the little people. We are the people out in the cotton fields picking cotton. I mean, we are nothing to these folks in Congress, these rich people, these rich um, white, old white men that's kicking uh, kicking people when they're down and they love it. And then they're going on television like Paul Ryan. Oh, this is a great day. This is a great, did you see the way he, 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 um, uh, 
I, th- I think that was a gavel he had. Did you see the way he pounded that gavel? What? Uh, it, wow. I mean, he was so glad to get this, he could have just farted. This guy is just so awful. He is so awful. Folks, we got a we have a job to do 2018. We got to get out here and wipe all of those assholes out of the White House. We have to get them out of there. You know, we have to make our voices known because they're not listening to us now. They don't care what we think. They don't care who we are. They don't care uh, what we have. You know. Yeah, the, well, you're going to get a tax break. Yeah, it might be there. But overall, this bill is bad. They're giving you a they're throwing throwing you and me a little bit of uh, icing. But they're the whole but the rich gets the whole enchilada. All right. All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. After years of false starts and failed promises, including another one Thursday, another one Tuesday, I'm sorry, when the House of Representatives passed a tax bill with provisions that were struck down by the Senate. It's just, even though the House of Representatives have already passed a nearly identical bill of this form and had already congratulated themselves in a series of speeches. Oh, you you should see how these asshole Republicans uh, just congratulate themselves for stepping on the backs of, uh, of the people just congratulate themselves. We done screwed the economy. We done screwed the jobs. We done screwed America. And they're going around congratulating themselves for screwing the elderly, the disabled, the poor, the middle class. And they're going around giving speeches, saying this is good for America. I don't know if you've seen that interview that uh, Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan, was giving after this bill was passed and one of the uh, moderators the the, the interviewers <laughs> I'm not going to call her name but anyway one of the uh, moderators was saying are you living in a fantasy world of, of course he didn't answer the question of course he talked above it and around it because he's an asshole Republican and this is what he's been wanting all of his damn life was to screw America. Now he wants. Now he's coming back to Social Security, and I don't know what's next after that. Uh, Medicare, uh, Social Security, Obamacare is dead, according to uh, Trump's uh, words. Obamacare is dead. Okay, and of course America didn't want this. They didn't want this. So if you've been signing up for Obamacare, you've probably wasted your time because they have killed it. I mean, I, I, even I was getting so many phone calls on my cell phone about uh, joining, uh, signing up to Obamacare, American Care Act. But, you know, I'm kind of glad that I did not do that. I do have health care, but I I'm, I was glad that I do did not do that because it's it's a waste of time now. They have killed it. It's over. And I don't think you, you want to call it Trump care. I think that Trump was, was so pissed off at this being called Obamacare, that um, um, it, it would seem as, as if he wanted to be called Trump Care, and which he does. He does. 
So uh, the, the American people did not want this. We did not want it. We were fighting our asses off, but these people were not listening. People were all down, down in Washington inside of the cap- Capitol building where the votes were taking place. They were screaming. They were yelling. They were saying, stop this. We don't want this. Kill the bill. Don't kill us. They passed it anyway. They passed it anyway. So you got a bunch of, uh, a lot of Republicans uh, kicking those of us who are down and enjoying it. But we have one thing. Oh, yeah, they're going to do a lot of damage for before uh, because we got 10, 11 months before the midterms. So, to, so Donald Trump and the Republicans and his, and his goons and criminals in Washington and in the White House, they are going to um, keep doing damage to the economy, keep doing damage to you and me. As I've said a thousand times, these, these people in Washington, including Donald Trump, they have a war on the American people. The greatest threat to America are the Republicans and Donald Trump, not Russia, not Iran or Korea. It's Donald Trump and, and the Republicans. They're, they are the worst threat to, to the American people. Oh, yeah, I've, uh, you know, my feelings are known. I'm an independent. I am not a Democrat, nor am I a Republican. I've hear, I hear some Republicans saying that they wish the Democrats were not so weak and spineless and able to stand up to the Republicans and stand up to Donald Trump. The Dems want the Republicans, the Dems want the Democrats in Congress to stand up, grow a spine, and stop, you know, being soft and quiet on what's happening in America. That drives me crazy that the Democrats aren't saying, yeah, they're voting in the way that we want them to vote, but they're losing. But still in all, they could be a little bit more vocal on their opposition to whatever the Republicans are doing, and they're doing a lot of dirt to the economy. You know, so don't be fooled or put off by them saying, well, you're going to see a big tax cut. Just watch your paycheck. Yeah, you may see you may see it. I'm not sure, but they they keep saying it. So it, it, it might be somewhat true. But you know how to but you know how the Republic, Republicans lie. But anyway, if there is a slight increase in your take home pay next month, remember it's only going to be temporary. Temporary. How long is temporary? I don't know. However, the Republicans, the, uh, the rich Republicans, the corporations, they are going to get a permanent tax cut. A permanent tax cut. Wow. And I, I'm going to uh, have someone on the show to to explain a little bit more about what's in this tax bill and how it's going to affect you both positively and negatively. You know, and uh, that should be an eye opener, you know. So but anyway, uh, I want to say this, folks, don't don't be depressed. Don't be saying, wow, don't think you're going to wind up homeless and and hungry because the Republicans are about to take away your Social Security or your uh, 
whatever um, benefits, you know, uh, just just have it in your mind that you're going to vote their asses out come um, November uh, 2018. Remember, whatever Donald Trump does, it can be reversed. Whatever those rotten Republicans in Congress do can be reversed. I mean, you get a Democratic president um, in the White House, you get a Democratic Senate and a Democratic uh, uh, House of Representatives, you can, uh, they can undo the damage that these criminals have done. You just have to vote and, and get their asses out of there. But one of the things the Republicans, the Republicans know that we're going to vote our asses off. They know this. So right now, Donald Trump and his team, they're trying to come up with ways to uh, suppress the vote, as always. So they're going to try to stop you and me from casting our votes, from changing Congress, from changing the White House. But I, I don't think that's going to work. You know why? Because Donald Trump has not only pissed off Democrats, he has pissed off Republican voters also. Some of these people who voted for him are being hurt the worst under his policy. And Donald Trump is no leader. Believe me, he, is, he doesn't know the first thing about leading. He is thinking one thing, how much he's going to line his pocket, how much he's going to get rich by being president. He doesn't give a damn. So we have to try and and change Congress. Uh, if Donald Trump is still in office by 2018, and it looks like he might be, because uh, I'm hearing that Robert Mueller, uh, his investigation into Russia meddling may not be over even by the end of 2018. So that's a possibility that Donald Trump will be president unless he drops dead of a heart attack of so or something or get assassinated or something. But he will be president by 20, um, 2018. He will be. But if we give Donald Trump, if we give him a Democratic Congress, meaning if we change the Senate, change the House of Representatives, they will impeach him. And if, and if impeachment fails, they can override any bill that he tries to pre present. They can override anything that he has done or they can override anything that he doesn't want to do if we put enough in there. Donald Trump, if he remains in office uh, by the midterms, he will be in serious trouble in terms of the House flipping and the House of Representatives, and, uh, excuse me, the House flipping and the U.S. Senate flipping, Democrats, and we will have it, whether he's president by then or not. And he knows it, or he should know it. His lawyer should be, you know, filling him in on that, or some constitutional lawyer should be filling him in on that. But the Donald Trump and his goons, they don't give a damn about the Constitution. It's about all, it's about getting rich. It's about breaking America down into pieces, uh, dividing people, and uh, uh, hurting people, and owning America for profit. That's all it is. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> wow, that's that's 
that's a, uh, I just said a mouthful there, folks. I'm kind of passionate here because I don't, I, I see America going in the wrong direction. I really do see that. I'm pretty sure some people out there, but George, you're wrong. George, if you don't want your tax cut, send it back. I see, you know, I don't see very good things for America. Uh, you know, I mean, it's these guys, I think I heard him say that Paul Ryan admitted on one of these shows that he, that they were coming after social security next. Mm. So those of you, so those of you out there who are, uh, ready to retire, you may have to work a while longer. And those of you who are already retired, you may have to find a job or something, a part-time job or something. Um, if this happens, I mean, they talk a lot, but you know, if it happens and I don't want to scare anybody, I really don't want to scare anybody because we may be able to do something to stop these folks, uh, uh, from doing these things, but I'm pretty sure they're going to jump on this immediately. The social security cuts and all this kind of thing, they're going to jump on it immediately. So I'm, I'm thinking a lot of people are going to start saving their money, hoarding their money, not spending their money because they may not have it after, after they get to cutting and eliminating a lot of these benefits that people paid into with their own funds. And it, it's a shame that some of these Republicans are thinking that Social Security is an entitlement program. It is not, but you can't tell some of them that. You can't tell some of them that. So um, stay up, be positive, you know, think, do, go on about your day. You know, don't let this worry you to death. Uh, go on about your day, do what you, do what you usually do, you know, but um, uh, stay focused and be aware, stay positive, and listen to the George Wilder Jr. show because this show is always going to try to, uh, sort things out and 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 tell you to uh, uh, think positive, be positive, and motivate others to be positive. You know, people around you who are sad and depressed at this thing, at at, at this monstrosity that passed today, that will pass tomorrow, and Donald Trump is eager to sign. I mean, what pisses me off is the way these guys congratulate themselves and like they've done something historic as if they've done something that cannot be reversed once they once we throw their asses out and it can be reversed everything that Donald Trump has done folks can be reversed it can be turned around it, it can be made even better but we have to get out there and vote we have to get out there and vote Donald Trump is nobody's lord and master he's not no one's king except those slimy Republicans who voted for this atrocity. Wow. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. You can always follow me on Facebook. Follow me right here on Blog Talk Radio, and it, it feels so Christmassy around here. <laughs> I I hope it feels that way with you guys, uh, because this is a, I mean, this passing of this tax thing today, this tax bill, it's a downer. It really is a downer. But, uh, you know, we can't stay down all the time. We have to come up and we have to um, stay positive. Just stay positive. Republican Florida Senator Marco Rubio gave an interview with Politico this week where he explained, without mincing words whatsoever, 
that once the Republicans are finished with their disgusting tax cut package for millionaires and billionaires, they're going to help offset those costs by cutting social security and Medicare in the United States. Now, if you're unfamiliar with those programs, social security is the program that you pay into throughout your entire life so that you can get a little bit of money back when you retire. Maybe it's enough so you don't have to work. In most cases, it's enough to wear a part-time job and your social security money will be able to get you through during your golden years. You'll never be able to fully retire, but at least you'll have a little bit coming to you. Medicare is the uh, uh, program for senior citizens that provides partial health insurance for some things, doesn't cover everything. Most of them have to go buy a supplemental plan, but at least it helps them out to an extent. And Marco Rubio says that because these Republican tax cuts are going to, you know, add trillions to the deficit, those nasty little social security and Medicare payments are going to be drastically reduced because we've got to get more money to the rich in the United States. Marco Rubio wants to send your grandparents or possibly even yourself. He wants to ship you down the river because he wants to give more money to his wealthy donors. Grandma and grandpa in this instance are going to be screwed. They're never going to be able to retire. They're going to keep working till the day they die just because they won't be able to afford health insurance and they won't be able to retire because social security will be cut down to nothing. And more importantly, Rubio is absolutely lying. During this Politico interview, Rubio told us that the main drivers of the debt and the deficit are Social Security and Medicare because the way those programs are structured is just screwing everything up. There are no facts in this country that support Rubio's claim there. None. There is nothing wrong with Social Security. There is nothing wrong with Medicare. The only problem with those two programs (laughs) is that they don't go far enough. Marco Rubio is a liar. Marco Rubio is a human sack of crap. How about that? How about we just stop mincing words? How about we stop being polite? How about we just call these morons what they are? Because that's the point that I am at here. I am absolutely sick and tired of seeing these disgusting, worthless wastes of oxygen. People like Marco Rubio going forward, lying to the public, lying with a straight face, lying with impunity screwing over everyone so that they can give their wealthy donors more money. That is what the George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. It is all about making the world a better place. A better place. Join me.
Comcast announced The George Wilder Jr. show is now on the air. It is all... We know that. Bye. Comcast announces 1,000 bonuses after passage of the tax bill. Wow. They're going to give out $1,000 bonuses. Obviously. Wow. That's something. It's starting to uh, work. I mean, it's starting to work for the... uh, corporations. And if it's working for the corporations, they're going to screw the little guy. Wow. Okay. And Trump is going around touting his win. I mean, he's bragging his ass off. We won. I won. We got it. We did it. Yeah, you screwed over the American people and they're celebrating because of it. Wow. He's a winner. I mean, he won. I mean, he got this monstrosity through he pushed it through. They pushed it through, uh, through all the objections of the American give a damn. They did not care. They does. They never cared. They don't even care about their jobs. They don't care about losing their jobs. They don't care about being kicked out of the office. They shouldn't be voted out. They should be kicked out, bent over, and somebody should just lay a shoe into their asses and just throw them out. Trump badly needed a win on tax reform after uh, failure failure attempt to repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act. As I've said before, Obamacare is dead; it's not here anymore. Uh, he faced a very he faced a very real risk of having no major legislation achievement by the end of his first year in power. Okay, that's okay. That's one of the winners. If this if this thing could. Uh, if this okay, let's see what what they're saying about the losers. I do have some clips. They just they're they're still reloading here. So, all right, the losers are the Democrats. The opposition party could could yet have the last laugh if the tax measure remains as unpopular as polls suggest. And it is unpopular, and it will always be unpopular. Okay, the primary goal of any opposition, including Democrats, I guess, is to prevent things that is that it regards as harmful as getting done. To prevent things from getting done, okay? To the extent the Democrats failed here. Yeah, they failed. They always failing. Democrats can't win a damn thing. And it's not because they're in the minority. It's just because they have no spine and no guts. And they seem as though they can't stand up to the Democrats. I mean, excuse me, they can't stand up to the Republicans. The Democrats cannot stand up to the Republicans. You know, the Republicans are the bullies in the schoolyard. The Democrats are the people, are the kids who are being picked on and get nothing done. And I don't understand why the Democrats aren't in unison in calling for Trump's impeachment over sexual misconduct. They don't want it. They don't want Donald Trump impeached. Because they they want the investigation to um, they're waiting for the investigation to be over. But damn, that's going to be maybe a year or more before the investigation is over. Uh, from some of the sources that I've read, it's going to be a year. I mean, you you you're going to have to do something about Trump. But Nancy Pelosi, she's the minority leader of the House of Representatives for the Democrats. She says nothing. Um, uh, Chuck Schumer is the um, 
uh, uh, Senate leader in the United States Senate, he says nothing. And uh, I don't know. The Democrats are just weak. I mean, if one of the things that I think America needs more than anything, and that's leaders, we need leaders. We don't need weak, uh, spineless, gutless uh, leaders. We don't need leaders who are going to later be paid off and scared off and threatened. We need real, authentic leaders out here who's going to go and kick butt for uh, for us, who's going to go out there and kick real butt for the American people, for the working people, for the people who are looking for that American dream, for the people who are willing to uh, work from the bottom up to make something of themselves. We need real leaders like we had in the 60s and uh, 50s, way back in the 40s, where we had great leaders who, who spoke for us, who was out there on the front lines for us. There's nobody out there. <clears throat> and the Republicans know this. Where are they? Someone once said, what about Barack Obama? Barack Obama is no Martin Luther King. He will tell you that. We need leaders. And and in my social uh, media life, <laughs> I find that a lot of people would do the right thing if they had leadership. A lot of people would, um, um, a lot of people need to be kicked in the butt to do the, to do the things that they know sh- should be the right things to do. Not literally kicked in the butt, but a little push to get them to do the right thing. I mean, you cannot. I know there's a lot of people in the United States on Social Security. Believe me, they're on some sort of uh, uh, Medicare or something. They're on Social Security, Medicare, or, and they're and they're scared to death that Donald Trump is going to come after them and cut their Social Security to the point where they can't live. They can't pay their bills. And I try to instill into people that uh, hang in there, hang in there. We may... Someone may come along and and, and is able to um, help us fight because it, the fight is going to be the American people with this rogue regime that we're under. This is the fight. I mean, Donald Trump and his thug Republicans, they are a blister on America. They are a blister on us. We the people will have to do, we, ha, we have no leader. There's no leader going to come out of the woodwork and say, hey, wow, I'm going to lead you into the promised land. That's not going to happen anymore. There's nothing in the Bible that's going to happen. You know, there's no Moses to lead us, lead us out into the promised land. We, we're going to have to do it ourselves. We don't do it. It will not get done. Of course, you want to you want to guard your pocketbook whether it's Social Security or your job. I mean, Donald Trump is coming after your job. He's coming after that, too. He's coming after, the, uh, <laughs> I mean, claims that he they're giving you a tax break. Your check is going to be bigger. Believe me, it's only temporary. After that, it's downhill. But, you know, this this is bad. This is really bad. 
All right, you've been listening on the George Wilder Jr. Show, and I don't mean it bad in a way where you go back and feel depressed. It, I guess I'm, what I'm talking about is for you to get mad, angry, upset, and start fighting back for your very lives because these people are out to take them, take it, and they're not joking. Okay, um, but I'm here. I'm going to do, do my best, do my diligence, but I can't do it alone. You know, and I know a lot of people out there who have been calling. I know a lot of people have been protesting, and I know a lot of people have gotten arrested uh, from the Capitol building. And I know a lot of people have been emailing and just making their voices known. But as I've said before, the, the Republicans, they just do not care. They don't care. In some instances, the guys and girls in Congress, they don't even care about losing their jobs. They're going to, as long as they can give their master what he wants, uh, they don't care what we want, the people who voted them into office. And let me say this, the Republicans and Donald Trump, they're not only hurting Democratic voters, they're hurting, it's hurting their own populace, it's hurting their own voters, the people who put Donald Trump there, the people who voted for him. He's screwing those, he's screwing those people just as, as awful or bad as he's screwing Democrats. You know, if you're an American, if you live in America, you are going to feel uh, the Republican and their warmth. Raft, as I should say. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. You can follow me on Facebook. Follow me. I'm not a, believe me, folks, I'm not a liberal. I am not basically a progressive. I'm an I'm a, a independent. So if I sound like a Democrat, I'm not. Because I criticize Democrats as much as I criticize uh, Republicans. And one of the things, I, and I just mentioned this, and one of the things that I've just said is that Democrats need to grow a spine. They need to grow a backbone. They need to be, they need to make their voices heard in Congress and stop sitting by and saying nothing at what's going on in this country, at what these people are doing to America. The Democrats in Congress need to grow a spine or get out, period. If you can't stand up to these rogue Republicans, if you can't stand up, if you can't fight for the people who voted your ass in the office, you should get out and let someone take that job who will fight. And that's that's how it should be. If you don't, if you can't do your job, it is so many de Democrats. It's, it's a bunch of them. A, a lot of Democrats in Congress who don't say a damn thing, who do not make their voices heard, who do not stick up for their constituencies, who do not say anything. Sit back and let Donald Trump just have his way. This is what the re Democrats do. And it's bad, and they should not do it, but it's what they do. And we're going to have to light a fire under them, because just like we can vote out Republicans, we can vote their asses out. And I don't think any Democrat Democrat in Congress should sit back, oh, man, uh, uh, Americans are so pissed off at the Republicans that they are going to vote, vote, uh, vote in other Democrats. Just because Americans are pissed off at the Republicans, that don't mean that they can't be pissed off at the Democrats, too, who are spineless, who are weak, who refuses to talk and speak up for the American people. And that's a shame. And I've heard, I was listening to Nancy Pelosi one day, uh, I think on, on somebody's show, she was saying something like, uh, 
Trump should not be impeached. I thought that was one of the most ridiculous things. And the Democrats, some of the Democrats are saying that too. There's a few who are at, who have actually drew up articles of impeachment on Donald Trump, but it didn't go anywhere because the Republicans control everything. But still in all, you can make your voice heard. If you are a Democrat in Congress, speak up, talk up. Let us hear you slam and lambast the Republicans for what they're doing to this country and what they're doing to the American people. Wake up. We pay your salary. We voted for you. Start speaking for the people who rep, who you represent. Just sit back and let things happen. Make your voices known. Make your voices heard. And I'm talking to the Democrats in uh, Congress who think they who think they don't have any sway in this because they're in the minority. You have sway. The American people want to hear your voice. We want to hear you stand up for democracy. We, we're not hearing that from Democrats. We are not hearing that from Democrats. And we need to hear Democrats um, stand up for democracy, stand up for what they believe in, stand up for the American dream, stand up. That's what you, we put you there for. That's what we pay you for. That's what we give you great health care for. We don't give you we we don't vote your ass in the in the Congress just to sit there and keep a seat warm. We know that you only one vote, but you still have a voice. You still have a voice. Use it. Use it. Use it. Hi, everybody. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air.
John Kelly put his reputation on the line for this president when he attacked Congresswoman Frederica Wilson with multiple entirely false statements. And now the White House is doubling down. Back with me, Rick Wilson, Keith Boykin, Anna Navarro, and Jason Miller. Uh, Keith, I want to bring you in. You didn't get to speak last time. I, listen, I'm wondering, has this changed your opinion or, or anything you thought about General Kelly at all this week? Well, General Kelly was perceived to be one of the adults in the room, you know, along with General Mattis. Uh, and uh, Rex Tillerson, the three people who uh, I think James, who uh, Congressman uh, Senator Corker said were keeping us away from chaos in this administration. And uh, the fact that General Kelly would put his reputation on the line in defense of a lie uh, to support President Trump, I think is very disturbing. It suggests the way that Donald Trump corrupts all those around him. I mean, you think about all the people who are around him, people like Rex Tillerson and others, they've also been caught or ensnared in some sort of controversy because of Trump. Tillerson and the whole controversy about whether he called Trump a moron, the Attorney General Jeff Sessions uh, being berated by, uh, by Donald Trump, and even Mike Pence being mocked by Donald Trump about his religion. And so it, it just goes to show you the reason why we're having this conversation, with all due respect to all the other guests here is because of one person, Donald Trump. He failed to address this issue, the, the death of the four soldiers in Niger for 12 days. Many people were asking questions about it. I was asking about this just last week when I was on your show, Don, and no one, was provided, no one was providing answers about it. And then when he is finally asked a question, he turns it into a competition between himself and Harvey bearing down on the Texas coast, Category 4 storm, at the same time, we learned that the president was going to pardon former Arizona Sheriff Joe Arpaio. Did the president use Harvey for political cover? Let's discuss. In fact, let's debate. We have CNN political commentator Anna Navarro and Republican Arizona State Senator Steve Montenegro. Anna, what do you think? Was this playing politics? Even though we have a 24-hour news cycle now, you don't get the Friday pass the way you used to. But do you think the pardon was conveniently timed? Oh, of course it was conveniently timed. Listen, uh, first of all, that same day he did the he signed the ban on transgender serving in the mm -hmm. military, which is incredibly offensive. 
that a guy who's been a continuous draft dodger would ban patriotic, qualified Americans willing to risk their lives from serving, something he was unwilling to do, <clears throat> something I was unwilling to do, just because of their sexual identity. That is offensive. He does that earlier in the afternoon. Then he does the Arpaio pardon, and then we learn that Gorka left the White House. Of course, or was ushered out of the White House. That's not coincidence. That's him throwing a bone to his base first before announcing something that he knew his base would not like. And of course, using the context of the hurricane to distract us all. As one of his deputy homeland uh, advisors said yesterday on ABC, nobody's paying attention to our pile because there's a hurricane that right. we are living through. Well, he is damn wrong. There's a lot of people right. in this country, not only Latinos, who are incredibly offended by the pardoning of a man who is a racial profiler and a discriminatory racist. All right. Well, we're paying attention to all of it, obviously. And I believe we have a Latino who is not offended by the pardon in the form of lawmaker Montenegro. What do you think of the pardon of Arpaio? Well, thank you for having me this morning again. Um, listen, what's, what's on display here is just the blatant outrage uh, the hypocrisy from the left. I mean, when Barack Obama, when President Obama was pardoning uh, thugs and when he was pardoning someone like Oscar Lopez Rivera, who is a convicted, unrepented terrorist, where was the outrage there by the left? When he was uh, pardoning someone like Brand, uh, Brandon Manning, uh, someone Bradley that Manning. was giving away... Bradley Manning, excuse now, me. Somebody that was giving away... Thank you. Someone that was giving away secrets that was compromising national security to our country. Where was the outrage there? Well, what does that I mean, mean we're about, talking about the Arpaio pardon? Five year old, well, you, don't justify, about you don't justify year old. Arpaio by saying there are other pardons that we didn't like, that you didn't give as much attention. That's called whataboutism. No, but, Let's just but stick what to I'm Arpaio. Saying, was it the of right course, move? But what, I'm saying is, what I'm saying is that there's hypocrisy. Look, pardons are something that the, the presidents in this country uh, have the power to do all the time. We're talking about a 75-year-old man here who has served his country since he was 18 years old, who, who the best the left can throw at him is a misdemeanor. And even then, the way the process was done, the, the way that the judicial system was used here was incorrect. How so? And, and, and the, well, look, we have judges that should have recused themselves, judges that had complete bias in this case that shouldn't have been uh, adjudicating in this process. And then when it's time to actually go to trial, they, they set it up the Obama administration, the most political administration and judicial administration there has been, makes it so that he can't have a jury trial. Like, I'm confident that if this would have gone to to, to appeal, he would have won this on appeal. But again, the, the hypocrisy of the left, and then they scream racism, because that's all the liberals and all the left has well, when but, it comes to right, well, running let's take, out of facts. Let's, let's take Chris? that plant, Anna, yes, because the reason that racism is being um, put into this mix is because that was what the pattern of discrimination disclosed. Uh, that's how Arpaio got in trouble, was because of what he was doing. So racism wasn't just injected into this. That was well, the premise the of his behavior. But Anna, go ahead. go ahead. Listen, um, you know, those are nice talking points about the left, 
but I am not the left. I have been a Republican since I came to this country fleeing communism when I was eight years old and Ronald Reagan was president. John McCain, who has spoken strongly against the Arpaio pardon, is not the left. He is a national hero and was the Republican nominee. Your other senator, Jeff Flake, also a Republican from Arizona. People who know the facts and who've been on the ground are not the left. Paul Ryan, the Speaker of the House, who came out and spoke against this pardoning of Arpaio, is not the left. Congresswoman Ileana Ross Layton from Miami, a first Latina Republican elected to Congress who has been there for decades, is not the left. So this thing about the left and the talking points and the whataboutisms, they're a very nice, you know, crutch for you to use, and you're entitled to use it. And let me say this to you. There's going to be a lot of Latinos watching you and listening to you today who are going to say you're a self-loathing Latino who doesn't look at him, himself in the mirror. I'm going to tell them to stop, because the maturity of a community means that we can have diversity of opinion. And if that's a, your, your opinion, I differ from it, but I'm not going to call you out on it that way. Now, that look, being said, let me, let this me is not about the that, left. Please. This is a please judge, and you. this all is right. a lot of Republicans who have spoken out against all right, this. So, all right, Let's put the politics to the right. side. Well, but I hold, on, answer, hold on, hold on. You Chris, can answer, but let me, to this let me frame directly, something else for this you. Directly went, this directly went to what, what I am trying to say, so let me right, respond to this. Anna, you, you, anybody can say that they're a Republican. Granted, you are a Republican, but you're also a liberal. And you can't run away from that. The reality is you're, you voted for Hillary Clinton. So let's be honest about what we're talking about here. We're talking about a narrative that tries to pin conservatives and right. Republicans as racists right, but here's the just thing. because we follow the here, rule of here's law. Here's just because we want to respect Why the rule am I a liberal? Law. Because I stand up for my community? Why am I a liberal? Because I want to defend the Dream Act kids? Why am I a liberal? Because I don't forget that I'm an immigrant and that I'm a Hispanic and that I have a Latin accent when I speak English Look. and I want to defend those who get racially no, profiled see, by people you, who discriminate at, against us? Why am I Let's look at the issues that actually because matter to If you want to use the Hispanic community, if you want to use the Hispanic community, yes, I voted for Hillary Clinton because I thought and I think that Donald Trump is unfit. Unfit as president, unfit as a candidate, and unfit as a Republican. And I was a Republican see, when he was a Democrat. And the, I was a Republican when he was an Independent. If, you wanna if we want to oh, talk about the Hispanic community, well, I know, so am I. So let's talk. If you want to right. talk about what matters to the Hispanic community, right. what matters to the Hispanic community are jobs. Wait, the education hold on a second. for our hold kids. Mr. This is what matters to hold the Hispanic community. Jobs yes, matter to every community. Raising wages That's would be correct. a panacea for many problems in this country. We're waiting to see how the president makes that happen. So that's one issue. But you have said nothing about the sum and substance of what got Arpaio in trouble. Do you think it's okay to look at someone like you and say, hmm, you look like you might be Latino. I think but I'll see, check to Chris, see if you're a legal okay. immigrant or not. So this, Are you this okay is, with look, that every practice? Story, every story needs a villain. And in this case, the media has made a villain. Talk but about the, the practice. Is, I am. <laughs> let, let me finish. Go ahead. The, the reality is that you have an 85-year-old man. Look, 33% of his employees were Hispanics. Five, out of five of his top deputies, three of them were Hispanic. He's got, he has a grandchild child that's Hispanic and another grandchild that he's black. This whole nonsense about racism is something that the left, that liberals well, then use. What that was the practice that about? can't respect the rule if of law. If you look folks, like an illegal, I'm going to check you for ID. You Does see that what I'm sound saying? good you? see you? what I'm saying? 
The, when the left, when liberals are, are out of talking points, when they are out of facts, they Defend use racism. the practice. The reality, the You're reality not speaking is to the practice. You haven't said Again. a damn thing about the practice. Chris, the facts Chris, that were on the record. Address them. Not to mention that he was doing that's that. That's what I'm he trying to say. He racially profiling Chris, way that's before what he I'm was 85 years old. This is, this is the, again, I answered that. You, what, what you said nothing what about the practice itself. Nothing. You keep saying that it's being made an excuse by the left. Fine, if you want and to say that, but actually, justify the practice. So you don't think he did that? You don't, look, you don't think the facts the thing, on the record here's are Here's the reality. If you're an American that believes in the rule of law, the left screams racism. If you're an American that believes in capitalism and free market, markets, the left screams racism. If you are someone that believes in American exceptionalism, the left and liberals scream racism. Oh, because okay. we're, what, why? Because we're trying That's to fine. make sure we it's abide by the It's a fine political argument. Okay. All I'm saying is, hold on, Anna, we have, to leave it. we have to leave it here. But I'm going to st say, state the proposition to the audience just so that they can measure what they've seen. Either you think it's okay to look at somebody and say, you look like you may be an undocumented person. I think I'll check you. That's not, or that's you not the don't. case. That's those were the facts for the right. accusation. That is, well, they, can, they can Google it themselves. That's how he got thrown those in contempt are, of court. Chris, those are never correct. For refusing that, to those correct are accusations those made by liberals. And they the were media. made by the These justice system. Made by the media. They were made by the justice system. We got to leave it there. A very political justice system. All right, fine. But it was the justice system. We have one for a reason. You have become perhaps the loudest voice calling for impeachment. The Constitution sets the grounds for impeachment as treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Which has the president violated? Good morning, Dana. I would say it's clear that he has uh, violated the Constitution in the sense that he has violated his trust with the American people through uh, obstructing justice by firing the head of the FBI, Mr. Comey, for what he said explicitly was over the Russian investigation. He has been taking, in, con in contradiction of the emoluments clause, he has been taking payments from foreign governments almost since the very first day that he took office. I don't think there's any question in that he has, in fact, met that standard for impeachment, but I think the important thing is not just that he's met the standard, but it's very important and urgent that we get him out of office. But the special counsel, Robert Mueller, and multiple congressional committees are in the middle of their investigations. Investigations, I should say, that President Trump uh, calls a witch hunt. Aren't you playing into the president's message by calling for impeachment even before these investigations are complete? As I said, I an impeachment is actually a process where the House puts him up for a trial in the Senate. So, in fact, to have him impeached merely means that in a public way, the Senate goes through all of the evidence right in front of the American people. And the fact of the matter is, we know from what he said publicly that he has violated the Constitution and is subject to impeachment. There will be inevitably, we're in favor of the Mueller investigation. God bless him for what he's doing. But the fact of the matter is, this president has performed in a lawless way throughout the campaign and throughout his presidency, and he is an urgent threat to the American people. So to sit here and wait, for d doing absolutely nothing, is the wrong thing to do. The American people want this man impeached. I want to read to you what President Obama's former chief strategist, David Axelrod, tweeted. He said the following. He said, Steyer impeachment ads seem to be more of a vanity project than a call to action. It is at least this point an unhelpful message. If impeachment becomes a political tool, 
it will be as damaging to our democracy as the degradations Donald Trump has inflicted on it. Your face is front and center in these ads. What some of your fellow Democrats are saying, as you just heard, is that you're using the specter of impeachment to build your own political brand. Your response? I think that the people in Washington, D.C. and the political establishment can't accept the idea that the American people are supposed to have their own voice. And what we're doing is providing a venue for Americans to add their voices together to change the conversation, the dysfunctional conversation in Washington, D.C. That's what we're doing. And so, in fact, what we're trying to do is let the people's voice be heard, which is exactly what our organization has always done, is to go for more democracy. It doesn't surprise me that political elites want to close off the American people and make sure that they remain in control. Mr. Sire, you have, uh, you're from California. Uh, you've said that you're considering running against the Democratic senator there, Dianne Feinstein, who's up for re-election next year. You two have a really different take an approach uh, on President Trump. You're obviously calling for impeachment. She has called for patience on that issue. Would you do a better job as senator from California? Well, I haven't said I'm considered running. What I said is I haven't ruled it out. Is there a difference? And the fact that I, I actually think there is, but okay. I don't want to split hairs with you on that subject. I think the main point is this. What we're trying to do and what we would encourage Senator Feinstein to do, too, is to actually look at what's going on on the ground and to listen to the American people. Anyone who goes out, and I do this all the time, and listens to normal working people about what they're concerned about, know that they think there's a real problem in Washington, D.C., that it is not responsive to their needs, and there, there is something wrong with this administration that is dangerous to their health and safety on a daily basis, and in fact, we should be acting. So I urge Senator Feinstein to be much more urgent in the need for change than she is right now. Briefly, where are you in your process of not ruling out a run for the Senate? I don't need to rule it out. The fact of the matter is right now... Are you going to run? Do, are you going to run? Do you think there's any chance that you're going to run? I don't need to rule it out, and I, I, and I can have time to think about it. The fact of the matter is I am spending all of my time working to make sure that this petition gets as broad a listen as possible. And in addition, we are a huge grassroots organization registering, engaging, and mobilizing voters around the country. Yeah, so I have a more it. than full-time job without running yeah. for any specific office. I, I have to ask you about the other thing that you have done politically, uh, and that is raise a lot of money and give a lot of money. You have said that the Democratic Party needs to get behind Bernie Sanders and his policies. But the, at the top of his agenda is limiting the influence of big money in politics. You were Thinking the biggest donor in the 2016 election cycle, giving over $91 million to Democrats. Are you a part of the problem that Bernie Sanders is working to fix? Well, first of all, I'm absolutely in favor of changing the way that money is used in politics. And I think it is a huge problem, and I think it should be changed. Let me make two points. One, we try and do this in as transparent a way as possible, which is why I'm on your show right now. Why I say everything that we're doing straightforwardly so people can look at me and gauge whether I'm telling the truth and why I'm doing it. And secondly, when you talk about spending that money, that money is spent 
on going door to door and having citizens talk to citizens about the issues of the day. registering over a million people in 2016 to make sure we get the broadest possible democracy. It's going on to 370 college campuses to talk to young people about the issues, to engage them so that they will involve themselves and see the importance in the political process. In fact, what our organization does is try and make sure every underrepresented group gets registered, engaged, and gets its voice in politics. So, in fact, we are trying to make the democracy as broad and strong as possible. If you, if you want to change the way money works in politics, we're all behind you. We're working with the system we have right now as transparently and straightforwardly as possible. <laughs> Making the world a better place, <laughs> one show at a time. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. <laughs> All right. All right, there is some evidence that Trump may in, may fire Robert Mueller, the special counsel, the investigator into Russia meddling. He's <laughs> Trump is thinking about firing. Him. A few days ago, I thought I heard Trump say that he was not to fire the guy, but now there's uh, someone talking on the Hill, the Hill meaning Capitol Hill in Washington. Anyway, Senator Mark Warner, the top Democrat Democrat uh, on the Senate Intelligence Committee said Wednesday that the firing of Justice Department Special Counselor Robert Mueller would be a gross uh, abuse of power and call to Congress to respond with significant consequences. Uh, I'm thinking that significant consequences will be impeachment. Okay. If President Donald, if, if President Donald Trump took that step, Warner, a Virginia Democrat, took to the Senate floor for a speech in which he said the firing of Mueller uh, or pardoning of those charged in the special counsel investigation would represent crossing his red line. Any attempt by this president to remove special counsel Robert Mueller from his position or pardon key witnesses in any effort to shield him to shield them from uh, accountability or shut down the investigation would be a gross abuse of power and a flagrant violation of the executive branch responsibilities and authorities. Warner said, these truly red lines and simply cannot allow them to be crossed. In other, word, in other words, he's warning Donald Trump, do not fire Mueller, do not pardon anyone to try to save your ass. 
because it's just going to be a worse. Yeah, Congress must, excuse me, Congress must make it clear to the president that firing special counsel or inferring with his investigation or interfering with his investigation by issuing pardons or essential witnesses uh, is unacceptable, sorry about that, and would have immediate and significant consequences, he added. I hope what he's saying is true, and I hope what he can back up what he's saying, because if the Republicans um, uh, do not do anything about Donald Trump, I mean, he's going to reign on as president of the United States, even if he fires Mueller. And, uh, there's, the American people are saying, basically, if he fires Mueller, there's going to be hell in the streets. He's gonna, there's going to be hell in the streets. There should be hell in the White House. If he fires Mueller, I mean, American people are just going to get, uh, I mean, we're going to get beside ourselves. We're going to get beside ourselves if this guy fires Mueller and pardons these criminals so that he will not be implicated. Trump is as guilty as sin, or he would not be out here trying to obstruct justice. Someone said, George Trump, uh, he might obstruct justice. And I responded, I said, well, Trump obstructs justice every time he opens his mouth. You know, and now have you, have you noticed now Trump is not doing too much tweeting. He's not. Why isn't he doing a lot of tweeting like he has been doing? It's because his lawyers are advising him against tweeting, because if he gets indicted or or uh, subpoenaed, his his tweets will be used against him in a court of law. This is what they're saying. But I would like to remind his lawyers that Trump has already uh, tweeted so much already that any of those tweets, if you go back, can be used against him in a court of law. So whether he tweets from now on or he never tweets again, there is too much, so much um uh, that he's done already in tweeting that could be used against him. So it seems now that Trump is starting to listen to his lawyers, even though it may be a little bit too late. And I'm and and this Virginia Democrat Mark Warner, I mean, he's warning Trump also do not fire Robert Mueller. Trump might have his uh, senior moments and decide. The hell with what people say. I'm going to fire him. But if he fires Mueller, even some of the some of the Republicans are saying that Mueller will not be fired. But that's not their call. You know, the president uh, can fire Mueller, or the president can order the next in line uh, in the Justice Department to fire Mueller. Okay, and I've heard that. That will not even happen. Somebody has to stick a. Somebody has to uh, keep Trump in line and keeping him keep him in uh, obeying the law because there's Trump has broken every damn law there is, every constitutional law, every law you can think of. The guy is a criminal. He's a carnival man. He's a clown. He conned his way into office. 
He lied his way into office. He crapped his way into office. And now a lot of those people who voted for him, and there was a hell of a lot of people who did not vote for him. So therefore he, and this is why he's doing so much damage to the American people, because we didn't vote for him. And, and it's like, and Trump, <laughs> if Trump, if you, if Trump get a feeling that you don't, you don't like him, he's going to come back at you. Just like, can you remember the time he uh, threatened Facebook, people on Facebook, because the majority of the people on Facebook are liberals and they don't like him. And you can tell by some of the posts. Well, anyway, um, I don't know if Trump has changed his mind about, you know, pardoning a lot of these guys that are that, that have been indicted and subpoenaed. I don't know if he actually is thinking about firing Robert Mueller. Uh, but this is the latest information I got. So my thinking is he's probably is thinking about firing Mueller so he can keep his job so he doesn't have to go to jail. My thinking is that Trump has uh, this sexual conduct over his neck. He should be thrown out of office for that. If if the investigation doesn't get him, uh, the sexual conduct should. But if the sexual conduct doesn't get him, the investigation the investigation should get him. But the investigation, from what I'm hearing, will not be over for maybe another year, maybe on into 2019. And that's bad. That is really bad. If, if, we, if we're going to have this monster, uh, Satan, in office for, for this long, it's just uh, pitiful that the Republicans will not do anything. Um, the American people don't like Trump. They want him out of office. They want him out of the White House. But the Republicans... They're using Trump to get what they want through Congress, like this tax bill. They're using him to get what they want through Congress. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We've got about six more minutes left into the show.
All right, a little bit more about this this uh, tax reform, what's in it for us. The standard deduction has essentially been doubled, not good for America. The personal exemption is gone, not good. The state and local tax deductions has a cap, not good. The child credit the child credit tax has been expanded. That's good. Uh, there is a new tax credit for non-child dependents like elderly parents. Fewer people will have to deal with alternative minimal tax. The mortgage interest deduction has been lowered. None of none of this will affect your 2017 taxes, of course, maybe your 2018. By the way, you still deduct student loan interest. You can still deduct student loan interest. You can still deduct medical expenses. If you are a teacher, you can still deduct classroom supplies. The uh, electronic car tax credit lives on. Home sellers, home sellers who um, can turn a profit, something to that effect, and tuition waivers, tuition waivers for grad students remain tax-free, but say goodbye to the tax deduction deduction for alimony payments. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We'll have some more of this uh, tomorrow. Make sure you tune in to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We have a great guest on the show. You don't want to miss that. You really don't want to miss that. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. I want to thank everybody for um, uh, listening, tuning in, as always. This show is your show, uh, you know, and uh, we do the best we can because it's all about making the world a better place, no matter what the Republicans try to do. Bombs begin to fall Heaven help the black man If he struggles one more day Heaven help the white man If he turns back away Heaven help the man Who kicks the man as a crawl
Obamacare. So from what I understand, Trump told the world that he revealed it, but he thought he revealed it, but he says here that he thinks he just revealed it. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about it again.